I like singing. About amazing grace. How sweet. <laughs> yeah, but most times I don't like listening to what I just sang because it's not always that good. Now, I hope <laughs> that you enjoy that short music that I just sang. And do you like singing also? And do you sing well? Do you ever wonder how are those people hitting those high notes? How are they so smooth in what they are singing? I've always wondered that. Uh, today we have got to learn, or we have the opportunity to learn the secrets of singing. Singing secrets. That's the book we're going to be talking about today. This is Book Talk. I'm your host. Anthony Moirore. And today we have the author of this wonderful book, Singing Secrets. So we're going to find out a lot. We're going to find out a lot because he's going to be here with us and tell us everything that we need to know. And before we go to meet him, I will ask you to please share these with all your friends, all your singing friends, all those that you'd like to hear them sing well. <laughs> Yeah, just share it, share it. If you have a comment, please make it. If you have a question, ask, we will answer it. Anything to do with singing or even speaking because uh, some people speak musically. And now let me ask you to join me as we go together to meet our guest today to come and tell us about this book that is Singing Secrets. Here we go. Jackson Caesar. Hey, Anthony, how are you? <laughs> I'm well. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, yeah, it's a good day today. Good yeah, to welcome. Here. Yeah, welcome to Book Talk. Thank you. That's the plan. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna know about music today. Learn the secrets that. Uh, yeah singing secrets that you're going to share with us. Uh, but before we go there, let's know who is Jackson Caesar? Jackson Caesar is a simple guy um, mm -hmm. from Oklahoma, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Um, I've been there, uh, yeah, born and raised there, but now I live in Washington, D.C. Well, actually, I'm in Maryland now, but just right outside of Washington, D.C. I've been here for about 20 years. Okay. So, um, yeah, I just in, enjoy singing. Um, I love music. And uh, yeah, so it brought me this far. In fact, when I moved here to the DC area, I did not come here to have this career uh, of music. And um, I actually left it. I was like, I'm done with it. I, I don't want it anymore. I just want to play the piano. And 
since I've been here in this area, we call it the DMV. Since mm -hmm. I've been here, it's just like I keep falling into these different spots. And I'm like, okay, I guess this is what I do. Okay, I guess this is what I do. So right now I'm just kind of going through the flow. And uh, yeah, so it's good to be here. I'm glad that, uh, that I did go through that experience because it led me to this point here where I can be on your show. So thank mm -hmm. you. That's beautiful. And now since we have the honor of having a guy that has been respected with singing, can we hear something before we go on? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Wow. You know, and that's a tough one because I'm like, I have so much out there, uh, you know, through Spotify, YouTube and things like that. I'm like, I prefer people just go there because I right. feel like they're, you're wowed more from that experience. Whereas if I were to sing like, amazing grace, how sweet the sound. If I start singing there, it goes, oh, that was nice. But to really be wowed, I think you need the, the music and the stage performance and everything like that. <laughs> so that's all I'm gonna give you because everything else is gonna be the wild experience is going to be when you see the whole performance. Right, that's that's just some people, but I love a cappella. Myself, I would <laughs> listen all day to a cappella. Yeah, and, and, and yours is, and that that part that you sang is yeah, wow. <laughs> you put me on the spot there, and it, okay, yeah, I I like yeah. putting people on the spot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you did good. You did good. Thank you. Now, let me ask this question. <clears throat> Jackson Caesar. Yes. Now, are you in the line of the Jacksons? <laughs> um, no, but I do get that question a lot. <laughs> Even though I am related to someone famous, uh, but it's not the Jacksons. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's not the Michael Jackson side of the family. It's Who could that be? Who could that be? Well, she's uh, very well known in the gospel field. She's been around for, uh, she's been in the, music industry for like 60 years plus um yeah so she's she's been going for a long time her name is shirley caesar from <laughs> from north carolina so yeah that's my grandfather's sister so okay. yeah so that's how i'm related to her yeah and asking of that and maybe that's gonna start diving us into the beautiful book uh singing secrets oh it appeared small i don't know why it's supposed to be <laughs> okay, it's gonna. I'm gonna share it shortly. Uh, the the image shortly, but if, uh, maybe that some that's something that is gonna dive us in that direction. Uh, you talk about uh, being related with a singer, and that's a line of singing. Now, when we listen to the Jacksons, we we know there's just Janet Jackson, the Michael Jackson, and all the Jacksons that people know of. And, and we say, maybe you are born a musician. Is that true or not? And, and maybe if I'm coming from a line where there have been musicians, then I'm going to end up a musician. Is that true? So that's a very good question because I actually do address that in the book. Mm -hmm. um, because when we say someone is born into something, I think what we're really talking about is that they're born in the environment. Mm -hmm. Because no one comes to this planet with that all that. I mean, like, oh, there's this dove that just descended on your head and all of a sudden you just, ah, you know, because if that were true, it would happen across all races, um, all um, male genders. It would happen no matter what your e economic status is. If that were true, that you just have it, 
you know, and I do believe that we have something that's been passed down, mm. but the popularity is not discovered. You know, you're mm -hmm. not popular all of a sudden. So how are we going to know unless you're exposed to the environment? So my biggest thing is to say yes and no to that question. So mm -hmm. you, if you're exposed, a no, yes, because it's you're in the environment and no, because you're not in the environment. Okay, so dive us into the secrets. That's the singing secrets, a practical guide to interpretations by Jackson Caesar. What are those secrets? <laughs> oh, we're gonna start there. What are the secrets? <laughs> okay, so let me start with this here. Um, you've ever heard someone say that that the universal language is music, mm. and so I disagree with that. I, I again, I understand where they're going with that, where they're coming from, what they mean by that, but um, language communicates and if it were true that music alone could be the universal language then i can be in madagascar and our hit song that's hit, taking place here in the united states i can go to madagascar and sing it and it should have the same effect mm -hmm. but it doesn't and vice versa they should be able to come here and sing their hit song and i should be able to and the reason why it can't be a universal language independently is because the universal language is actually an expression. Mm -hmm. Think about it. If I were to be in China, I can survive for a whole year not ever learning to speak Chinese. Yeah. How? Because I'm going to use my expressions. It can mm -hmm. be facial expressions, body expressions. I'm expressing myself. Mm -hmm. And if they give me something to eat and I like it. If I don't like it, you see that communicated. Mm. So language communicates. So I have taken the idea of the expressions. There are seven expressions and that's the under the umbrella of an interpretation because when you use this particular expression in this phrase, in this sentence, then now it is interpreting. Mm -hmm. So that's the idea of the interpretations part and that's the secret as well. So I'm calling it secrets because it's it's been, some, someone said to me the other day, as in a while back, they said, uh, the best kept secret has been before you this whole time. Mm. And that's why I call it a secret because it's been here this whole time. And that's why it's also practical because when I explain it, then they go, well, that makes sense. And I'm like, yes, I'm just trying to make sense. I want it to make sense that it's a secret only because it hasn't been revealed to you or you, mm -hmm. haven't, been, you haven't discovered it. Um, it's hidden because you're not in the right environment or you just haven't paid attention. Mm. And so now I'm like, okay, let's talk about some things that have always been here. And I think one of the reasons why I came up with this idea is because I'm like, I think we're trying too hard. It's there. Mm -hmm. You're trying too hard. No, no, no. What you're looking for is already there. And so I'm going to help you discover that. <laughs> okay. So <clears throat> I thought uh, it's out there. Those are this, the ones that sing well. I can't sing like that. But then Jackson comes and tells me it's... <laughs> Inside you. <laughs> now these are my these are my methods and my ideas and okay. it does make sense when i explain it um i'm just trying to yeah i'm just trying to get it to make sense because for years we've been saying oh it's just that this dove landed on your head and all of a sudden you're just this amazing person there mm. are many amazing people out here if they don't get the platform you'll never know mm -hmm. you know there are many amazing people out here in this world so i'm just trying to help reveal that making an awareness that you know it's you're already amazing and two you can be just as amazing by doing this mm. so how do i come from 
knowing nothing about music and start in that direction if I have the interest? It's the environment. The environment. So yes, I'm working. With, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I, I mean, you, it's just saying the environment. <laughs> in a place where I don't listen to music, I'm uh, not meeting with people talking about music, then I'm going to end up with someone who's uh, being someone who is ignorant of music. So I want to preface this first and then I'm uh, answer your question. This book, even though it says Singing Secrets, it could have been titled uh, Public Speaking Secrets. It could have been mm -hmm. titled Actors Secrets a practical guide to interpretations, because that's really what the secrets are. These interpretations are definitely the secrets. Mm -hmm. I'm just coming from a singer standpoint because that's what I do professionally. I sing professionally. And so I said, well, let's just talk about these are the secrets. This is how I was able to reach an audience. Mm. Now, what I like to share with my students to answer your question um, about being able to be a singer and stuff, it's, it's environment. I'm going back to what I was I stated earlier. It's definitely an environment thing. If mm -hmm. you're going to be a better basketball player, you have to be around other basketball players. Cool. The thing about private lessons that I explain to my students, I teach four subjects. I teach voice lessons, piano lessons, Spanish, and public speaking. Mm. Um, I, I, I can't stress this enough, but I'm like, okay, the disadvantage that you have for private lessons is that it's just you and I you're not amongst other people. So what I suggest to them is that if you're taking piano lessons with me, that you listen to instrumental piano music. Mm -hmm. You're putting yourself in the environment. Mm -hmm. If you're in the environment, you're going to grow. You're going to flourish more. You're listening to it. You're attending recitals. You're attending concerts. You have to put yourself in the environment or else it's not going to happen as fast as you would like it. Mm -hmm. And why is that important? Because now you're starting to identify Oh, I heard something like, it sounds like a scale. And then what I like to do is I like to play a YouTube video of a live performance, generally, mm -hmm. for my students. I say, okay, you've been with me for a while now. Let's try this. I want you to now identify some things that we've been learning. Mm. So if you hear this particular technique going, I need you to identify that. And so I'm just going to play. And it's just a random. I just pick something and let's, uh, let's listen to it. Mm -hmm. we close our eyes and we listen. And I'm like, okay. And I stop and say, all right, tell me, what did you hear? Because you're applying the techniques that I've been teaching you. So okay. you should be able to hear it, you know, so that you can, you know, express it. And if you can't, then I'm like, uh-oh, we got to work on something because it doesn't seem like you're learning something. But I, I really stress to be in the environment. I had a lady call me up a few years back, and I think I even talked about this in the book. And she said, my son is a prodigy. And I said, oh, wow. And she goes, I mean, he can just play the piano and he can sing. And like that, and I was like, okay, how old is he? She was like, he's three and a half. And I was like, oh. <laughs> and I was like, okay, well, hopefully y'all all kids can sing or, and, and play and do all that around that age. And she goes, so I wanted to start lessons with you. And I said, so is anyone else in the house a musician? She said, no. I said, um, does anyone play music around him? She goes, no, but we have a piano and he just jumps on there by himself and he sounds good. I said, well, then he's not a prodigy. And she was like, what do you mean? And I said, prodigies are in the environment. I said, if no one is a musician and no one is playing or singing around him, I said, then he's not a prodigy. I said, let's think about, I said, consider Mozart. I said, let's talk about why he was a prodigy. So mm -hmm. that's my take on it. It's the environment. If you're in the environment, you're going to speak that language. I can take a child from China and say, I'm going to raise this child 
why is he not speaking Chinese? Mm -hmm. Because he's not in the environment. So I can't stress enough to be a better musician. If you want to sing, anyone can sing. Anyone can learn to sing. You just have to be in the environment. Mm -hmm. Every single day. <laughs> wow. That, you, can. you remind me of this story of a nigger who was, uh, that, that was raised amidst chickens. And all its life, he lived like a chicken. It scratched the ground. It um, tried to make the noises of a chicken. Until that one day when it was called upon and told, hey, you're an eagle. And it was thrown into the air and it just had to learn. <laughs> and it I remember away. that story. You yeah. remember that? It's a famous story. Yes. So your environment is going to limit you in ways that you may not understand if you're living in a limited environment. Correct. If, you, if you're living in a rich environment, that is going to influence you into that direction of whatever it is that you we are talking about here yes you have access yeah you have access you, it's 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 you you're receiving those vibrations on a daily basis and then you bring out what you you put in yeah that's the kind of i i, I get that the kind of way i get it here yes absolutely so it starts with the environment, although I believe that it doesn't end with just the, being there in the environment. There's much more to it than that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And those are in the singing secrets. Go ahead. Give, give us a few before we rush okay. to the book, because I know we're going to get the book to learn the rest of them, but as much as you can. Okay. Chapter six. There's only six chapters in the book. Chapter oh. six. I list at least 16 secrets. Some have been previously mentioned in the uh, earlier early chapters, but I do mention all 16 secrets. Mm -hmm. I'm sure there are more, but these are the ones that I primarily focus on. One of them I will give you. Only one secret, okay? <laughs> no, I'm just teasing. This is fine. Um, so anytime there's a repeated word, phrase, melody line, note, do something different. So if you're, for example, if you're singing a phrase and it does, and it, okay, I'll just give a phrase. Um, I love you, I love you, I love you. <laughs> Anytime you have a repeated word, phrase, melody line, you do something different. You did this three times. I love you. All right, so let's see what we can do differently. Now let's take one of the interpretations. We're going to do, how about we choose dynamics? Okay, that's one of them. So now we're going to do something different. We're going to start out soft. Dynamics deals with the, the lows and highs of volume, okay? Mm -hmm. Or the highs and lows of volume. So we're going to start out with this way. I love you. I love you. I love you. Or vice versa. I love you. I love you. I love you. That little bit did something. It changed everything about that song as opposed to just going, I love you, I love you, I love you. Now you have something happening. So this is what I like to explain to my students. You ever been on stage and you've been speaking or singing and someone is like picking lint out of their clothes or they're just, you know, they're distracted. And that one little thing that you do with your voice will do this. <laughs> you see that? So they're doing this and then all of a sudden they go. Yeah. And that's what I'm trying to get across to them. I said, these are the secrets that's going to get their attention. Mm -hmm. 
Wow, <laughs> I am in class today. I'm learning. Now, I don't know whether you address this in the book, but then I can hear and I can sing. And many people would like to sing what they had. But then we are told that I need to know what those notes I'm seeing behind you mean. Reading music and how it goes. Is that a requirement for to every singer or can I just sing and become a professional without knowing how to read a single note? Thanks for asking that question. And um, I do address this in the book. And again, <laughs> I guess most of the answers are going to go back to that first question. Uh, mm. And my, my first response is the environment. Everyone can sing. And I take this um, idea from the, the Negro spirituals. Um, Negro spirituals are folk songs, folk tales. You know what a folk tale is? It's mm -hmm. something that's been passed down from generation to generation. Yeah. And there was nothing scholastic or academic about it. Mm -hmm. It was a trade. Yeah. The only reason now that it's considered part of the classical genre today is because of Roland Hayes, one, because he put the spirituals on a global platform. Mm -hmm. um, but it's part of the classical genre because now it has an art form and a specific skill attached to it. Mm -hmm. As opposed to uh, we're going to pass it down. Now, this is another thing that I explain to my students. When we talk about skill, or actually when we talk about theory, mm. that's just an explanation. So whatever was passed down from these folk songs, folk tales, and then when someone asks you about it and you are, you're able to explain it in detail and talk about this is how it happened and this is where it's going, now it's a skill. Now it's a technique. Now it's a theory mm -hmm. because you can explain it. And that's all we're trying to do. So whenever I'm teaching something to my students, I'm like, okay, so now I'm going to ask you, what is the theory behind this? Mm -hmm. When they tell me the theory, that means that they're able to explain, provide an explanation. So I say, I'm only asking you to provide an explanation. Why is this possible? And if you can tell me why it's possible, then you have now theorized this. So yes, everyone can learn to sing because one, you're in the environment and it's been passed down. You're in the environment. So you, that, you have this and you have that. However, now there comes a point where you need to start analyzing. Mm -hmm. Once you start analyzing, because I and this is what led me to this point, because I would hear people say, how did you do that? And it wasn't until I got to grad school and I didn't even know until I started taking some of those classes in grad school at Shenandoah University. And I was just like, they, they would ask me, so how do you do that? I was like, I don't know. I just do what I do. Mm -hmm. But once I started taking certain classes and they started breaking down and giving a name to certain things, giving a description to something, it started to make sense. Mm. now it's a language because it's communicating to me, mm -hmm. but it wasn't a language first, mm -hmm. but now that they're, you're able to break it down and analyze it and then provide a theoretical response. Oh, okay. So now I get it. It's a language and it's going to communicate. And now I know what I'm doing and now I can provide a theoretical response. Mm. That's a good answer. Thank you. So I seeing someone seems that person that we hear and we admire. And uh, just like I put you on the spot, uh, is that the way with all musicians? I mean, I will get him anywhere, standing in the, uh, I mean, doing whatever it is that they're doing and then tell them to sing it. Is he going to perform just 
exactly the way he performs on stage or uh, there are some things that singers do to for for stage preparation and uh, they just have to do it and let, uh, otherwise they won't perform well yes and i think there should be a difference when you get on stage mm-hmm. um because now you have a bigger platform um so in my book i talk about um we come into this world with what we have. Mm. That's the gift. But then you've ever heard people say, it's not what you said, it's how you said it. Mm. That's what this is about. The Singing Secrets is about this. It's about how you're going to deliver. So as a performer, you have a job and you're, uh, it's time for a performance review. A performer simply means what you do. Performance can only present you. That's all it can do. Hello, mm. here I am. This is what I do. This is what I am. This is your presentation. There's your introduction. However, if you're going to maintain the audience's attention, now it's time to entertain them. So, yes, you should do something different when you get on a stage because now you can entertain. How are you going to? You have all this room. So, what are you going to do? You know, you got to do something, and that involves your expression. Mm-hmm. You got to express yourself. So that leads me to this. There are three types of singers. This is mentioned in my book. One, everyone can sing. It may not be pleasing, but we can all sing. Mm-hmm. Singing is just an elongation of pitches. All right. Two, the second singer, this person has a pleasing voice. But have you ever been to a performance where someone was singing and you said, she has a nice voice, but is it just really didn't do anything for me. There was like no substance or something like that. Yeah. See, but that person, she can still sing. Mm-hmm. That's a good singer. The second singer is a good singer because it's a pleasing voice. Mm-hmm. Now we have a third singer. That voice is not always pleasing and it's not always beautiful or it's very beautiful, but there's something different that they do. That's an interpreter. Mm. They have interpreted that music and taken to the next level. They gave it something, that mm-hmm. substance. And now you're communicating with that audience in a way that the, the good singer could not have done, the, the bad singer couldn't have done. But the third singer, the reason why they're able to reach more people in the audience is because they have learned to not just perform, but they're entertaining. Mm. And how are you entertaining? You're, you're keeping their attention by adding some interpretations. These seven expressions. All right. So let's go over that. Okay. It's a wide pad. It's it's an acronym W-I-D-E-P-A-D. That's the, uh, the seven interpretations that you're going to find in this book. Yeah. Say again, again, please. W. W I D E. The word wide. Okay. And then P-A-D pad. Wide pad. Yes. Okay. (laughs) So we have a wide pad. These are seven interpretations. The W Mm -hmm. stands for word painting. You got to paint that picture. Okay. I'll tell you what, I'm going to give you a phrase that I give all my students. It's called the cat jumped high. Yeah. And then as I go, I'm going to go through these uh, seven interpretations and then we're going to go back and apply those to the, that phrase, the cat jumped high. Okay. For singing for uh, speaking, for acting, all right? So W is word painting. You have to paint a picture. So when you're saying something, if someone's eyes were closed and and they're listening, I can see that picture being painted. You said the sun shines bright, high in the sky. Because I said it that way, that's what I can see it. Mm -hmm. 
the eyes and inflection. There's kind of an overlap with the inflections in the word painting because it's a change in pitch and tone. Okay. The quality of the of the tones are changing or the pitch is changing. That also involves uh, ornamentations or vocal runs, as people say, you know, because there's a change in the quality of the pitches and the tones. Mm -hmm. So if you were speaking, you would say um, like people from California, uh, they have they call it it's a valley talk or a dew talk. So um, you would say like my mother, she called me and she told me. So everything is lifting on the end. Mm. That's the inflection because there's a change in the pitch okay. and the tones, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like, uh, 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 kind of thing. Or if you ask a question, did you? That's an inflection. All right. So then D, I always get my, because there's two Ds. So I get them mixed up sometimes. I'll put this one there. It doesn't matter whichever way because there's two Ds. So the okay. first one we're going to say diction. Okay. Diction is basically being understood. Okay. How, how well did you pronounce that so that we understand? Mm -hmm. jumped high all right so then um there's a now we have the e that's an emotion okay now a lot of people think that they know emotions you know and so it's so funny because i'll ask my students i'm like okay so an emotion involves feelings moves so i'm like okay so which expression are you going to use they go okay i'm going to use an emotion i'm like okay so how are you going to feel and they always choose happy. They, I don't know why, but happy is the first one to go to. There are so many feelings. Mm -hmm. There's so many different types of emotions, but they go, I'm going to be happy. I'm like, okay. So the cat jumped high. <laughs> and then they, <laughs> they try to add happiness to it without happiness, you know? Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, I thought you said you're going to be happy. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll come back to that real quick. All right. Um, and then there's the P. The P is actually two words, but I just use one P. I didn't want to mm -hmm. use two P's. Um, so since I don't teach breathing, I teach phrasing and punctuation. Okay. Because if you learn to phrase or punctuate, your breathing is going to happen quite naturally the way it's supposed to. Mm -hmm. So the way that works is uh, punctuation. So uh, in the beginning, when you were learning English, they, they taught us to always look for punctuation marks. Mm -hmm. Okay. Those are good spots to pause and breathe and but there are all, before there were punctuation marks, there were punctuation words. And those words are conjunctions, mm -hmm. prepositions, interrogatives, articles, directives. Those are punctuation words. So let's take, uh, we'll come back to the cat jump tie. Uh, let's take the last line of the national anthem or mm -hmm. the land of the free and the home of the brave. Remember, we're looking to punctuate in order to phrase as well. So mm -hmm. we're going to look for conjunctions or preposition words. It's all in there. So instead of going, or the land of the free and the home of the brave, now you're going to do this, or the land of the free and the home of the brave. It, mm. it, you, see what I, you see what I did? Yeah. It made this person who was doing this go, <laughs> you know, it's supposed to go, or the land of the free and the home of the brave. No, or the land of the free and the home of the brave. Hmm. Or if you were singing, or the land of the free and the home of the brave. Mm -hmm. one. Or the land of the free and the home of the brave. Mm -hmm. So now you're going to be like, okay, I'm, I'm trying to say something here. I'm trying to get your attention. So you look for those areas that you can punctuate on. 
Okay. All right, so that was a P. The the A is also two words put into one. Mm-hmm. Taken from it's called aspiratory. Now aspiratory spelled A S P I R A, the original word. Mm-hmm. This is spelled differently. It is called the aspiratory. A S P I R E. Okay. T O R Y. So it's taken from two words. The first word is aspirate. Aspirate has to do with uh, this breathiness. So, you know, when people talk like this or whatever, or, or when they sing like this, that's the breathiness, that's the aspirate. And then the other one is aspire. Aspire is the longing for something. I'm longing for this. Okay. So, mom, mm-hmm. all right. So I take those two, put them together. It's called aspiratory. Okay. All right. So we'll give that example for the cat jumped high. All right. And then the, the last D, the last letter is D, and that would involve dynamics. Okay. Now, remember that talks, uh, we're talking about the highs and lows of volume. And believe it or not, a lot of people think that they know dynamics, but they really don't. When I start going, okay, so what are you planning to do with the dynamic here? If you can just practice starting soft and going loud or vice versa or mixing it up, it changes everything. Mm-hmm. All right. So we have the cat jumped high. We're going to add one. Which one would you like to add for that phrase? High enough. <laughs> huh? High enough. Okay, so no, 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 I'm saying out of the white pad, at the W-I-D-E-P-A-D, which one of those should we add to this phrase? The cat jumped high. So just pick a letter. Okay, uh, the dynamics. All right, so we're going to do the dynamics. So it's important. So in order to for this to be effective, you have to choose a word in that sentence or in that phrase and make it stand out. So we're going to choose cat. Okay. You said dynamics. We're going to apply that technique to that word cat. Mm-hmm. All right. So watch what I do. The cat jumped high. That's the first time. Here's the second time. The cat jumped high. Do you notice what I did with the word cat? Yeah. Yeah. I chose dynamics. Either it's going to be a high volume or a low volume. Mm-hmm. The cat jumped high. I made the cat important because I chose to use that dynamic at that point. The okay. cat jumped high. Or the cat jumped high. <laughs> now let's use aspiratory. We're going to yeah. add this breathy longness to it, okay? Aspiratory. So mm-hmm. now I'm going to go, the cat jumped high. The cat. (laughs) You know? Yeah. It's it's there. It's been there this whole time. And all of a sudden people go, oh, you did something different. And all I did is aspiratory. Yeah. Got your attention. Mm -hmm. So with my public speaking students, I do the same thing. I'll give them something from a newspaper article or something and say, okay, I need you to read this bad news and deliver it by adding these techniques. And so they'll say, not too long ago in Hawaii, there was a disaster of fires destroying homes everywhere. People lost everything. It's all about how you deliver it. Mm. (laughs) Yeah, it's how you deliver it. Now, (laughs) thank you very much, Jackson, for everything for all those you the things that you've shared with us for those who may have joined us just now we're talking about the book 
Singing Secrets, A Practical Guide to Interpretations by Jackson Caesar. And uh, it's been wonderful. We are almost coming to the end of this show. And we've had a lot of music, a lot of ideas into singing. And uh, I think there's much more. I know there's much more because in chapter six, there's a lot of, a lot of, a lot of those secrets that are brought to light. So we'd ask you to go and get it. But before we go there, we will ask, we will send you, we'll tell you where to go. Uh, so thank you very much, Jackson. My pleasure, man. My pleasure. And let me just outline for you the way this is only six chapters. Okay. Okay. Um, the first two chapters are going to be the technical things for people who are familiar with it, mm-hmm. with singing and performing or teaching. Okay. So mm-hmm. first chapter one and chapter two, you're talking about the voice, you're talking about music, and I'm basically defining a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Chapter three and four are my techniques, my methods. Chapter five are going to be the FAQs, the frequently asked questions or the challenges or opportunities. And then chapter six are the secrets. So that's the way it's outlined. That's the way it's designed. So I hope it helps people really follow. You don't have to start at the beginning. You know, it's not this 12-step program. First, you do this. Second, you do that. No, it's not like that. But mm-hmm. it's, you can start. I say this. For those who are not singers, start with chapter four. You go right into the interpretations. If you are a singer or an educator, you can start wherever you want to. (laughs) Or you can go straight to the secrets. But once you go to chapter six and go to the secrets, it's going to revert you back to, because you're going to need an explanation. So you're going to end up going back to chapter three or chapter, (laughs) you know. But it's a great book. Yeah. Thank you very much. So we're going to get it there. You'll tell us. And at this point, let me appreciate all the people who have been with us here people who've com- commented, Andrew, Esther, others have not commented, but they are watching and they will still continue to watch those who do so. We appreciate your time. Thank you. So Esther, how do you change a monotone? <laughs> <laughs> with these secrets here. So yeah, with the secrets. Right, yeah. right. So first you would start with dynamics. Mm-hmm. So the monotone is just going to be here. It's one sound, mono, one sound, right? So then you would do uh, add a dynamic or something. So you got one sound and you get a little louder and then you go a little softer. That subtle change can help <laughs> a monotone. <laughs> wow. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So thank you, everyone. Thank you, Jackson. Before we go, we would like to hear you. Leave us with a few words that we should always remember. Which are they? A few. I'm sorry, I didn't understand. A few words that we should always remember. I think my diction needs some improvement. <laughs> okay. Well, get this book, and that's where we'll go. We'll start with this. I'll be glad to help you out, okay? okay. So a few words uh, to, to walk away with, I guess, would... Um, Oh my goodness. Well, just remember that the universal language is an expression. Practice expressing yourself more so that you can be clearly understood and so that people can relate to you. People can say, okay, I get what you're saying. I understand. So, and that's involving your body. It's involving your facial expressions. Um, I would say the most important out of all seven would probably be diction. Diction. (laughs) Yes, diction. Making sure you're clearly understood. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna need to work on that. Addiction, my addiction. Yes. And also, Esther says she learned quite much in this episode. Thank you very much, Esther. Thank and, you, uh, my yeah. pleasure. Yeah, now tell us where we are going to find uh, uh, to find the book. 
Well, there's a few places because I paid for it. <laughs> I wanted to make sure. So, of course, you can go to Amazon. It's available September 1st on Amazon, but the ebook is definitely available now. Mm -hmm. You can go to jacksoncaesar.com, my website. Um, it's uh, Barnes and Noble. Um, it's uh, Google. If you just Google my name, Jackson Caesar, it's going to be right there. So, uh, yeah, get it and let me know what you think about it. Because um, now the only real quickly, I'll say this. When you're um, reading this book intellectually, you'll say, OK, I get it. But you're going to need an example. And I do have some interviews and I do have some workshops coming up that I, that will be released to the public within the next six months or so to help give people a better idea. But yes, definitely start here so that you can get the intellectual side of it. But then the de the demonstrations will come across soon. So stay tuned. Stay tuned. <laughs> Thank you so much. And yeah. this has been fun, man. This has been a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. It's been fun for us, too. We've really enjoyed this. Thank you very much for coming to Book Talk. Thank you. We for appreciate you. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. And once again, thank everyone. Thanks to everyone who's been listening or watching. Thank you very much. And uh, yeah, it's been wonderful. <laughs> Bye. Yeah. This has been Book Talk. I've been your host, Anthony Murori. And together with our guest today, Jackson Caesar, we're saying bye for now. Oh, you're using the techniques. I love it. Keep singing. Keep singing. <laughs> Bye. Bye.